0: The Brum Radio Shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff, with everything from T-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. To support Brum Radio. Go to brumradio.com and click on Shop.
1: Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Very Barbara nicely, Barbara's in Strise It' Nice as in the Biscuit, and I'm here with Paul. Are you Paul?
0: Hello, Barbara.
1: Are you? And oh, you sounded a bit kind of hello, Barbara.
0: <laughs> I'll do it <laughs> again. <laughs> hello, Barbara. <laughs> That's
1: a bit better.
0: Love. I don't know why I did that.
1: <laughs> I don't know why you did it. but it's either not It isn't appropriate. Well, hello, Barbara.
0: Sorry, Barbara. It's not
1: at all appropriate for our relationship <laughs> as producer and produced what the idea behind this is the first time you've heard it it's called barbary nice and friends and it's me just chatting and gabbing and a lot of things just happen by chance really like in the old days when we could go out and about and meet people on buses and stuff like that i'd, I'd meet someone on a bus and say i'm going doing a podcast do you fancy coming with me or i'd be thinking i haven't picked anybody for this podcast and just around the corner just before i went to see paul i'd see somebody i've not seen for ages and i'd go blinking neck come with me and this morning because i think even in i mean in lockdowns, made us less less chance of bumping into people yeah that's where it is you know you used to go out and about and you think oh, we meet well you know now you're going to see. i'm going to see ken ken's going to see me and that's sort of pigging it really so that kind of bumping into people uh all that has gone but not today because out of the blue an email arrived from An old pal of mine, Stuart Lee. (laughs) So he's a nice lad. And when I used to compare for the Gag Club years and years ago, which was on Softhurst Street, anyway, and the Star Club, which is another old club that does get mentioned in this documentary that I'm getting around to talking to you about, that Stuart Lee has made about Rob Lloyd, who was in the Nightingales, and before that, the band called The Prefects. I used to compare this club, the Gag Club, and that's where I first met Stuart Lee, when he was a young lad. And... Used to see a lot of comedians come through, uh, Simon Pegg, and saw him come through, and stuff like that. There was always something about student. you thought, isn't he smashing? And he was from Solihull, you know, so it was all this going on, a local lad, and he's really clever and he's absolutely brilliant. So, I, I've always properly had a place in my my heart for him. I met him a few times in Edinburgh and stuff like that. I've worked with his wife, very nice, lovely woman. He's a good lad and he's been always very, very interested in punk rock. Well, in one of my alter egos, I was in the punk rock band. uh, We did a record called Jeremy Thorpe's Innocent uh, Brackets. The Queen did it and she's still free, which you can get and John Peel liked it. Now, John Peel also like very much the nightingales and the prefects, who were knocking around at the same time. And Stuart Lee loved them. And he loved also this comedian called Ted Chippington, who's like an... Nobody knew what the phrase was, an anti-comedian. Uh, some people just say, what do you mean? He was rubbish. It was interesting, really. But the idea was that he wouldn't... I think he was trying to make people laugh. But I don't know how he ever felt about being called an anti-comedian, Ted. I think he wanted to be a comedian. Anyway, he's always tickle Stuart. So Stuart, I think in a way, say watching Ted Chippington, got Stuart Lee thinking, I want to do this. So he's got all these lovely places in his heart, Stuart. And he's a kind of lad who does something about stuff. So he's made this documentary about Rob Lloyd and the prefect. It was mostly about Rob Lloyd. Uh, the Prefects, the Spurs Band, and then the Nightingales, and then bits of Ted Chippington, bits about King Kong. Now, if you don't do, you know, you'd be thinking, we know who King Kong is, but it means something special if you live, were living in Birmingham in the 70s. Uh, and anyway, he sent out this email saying, I've made this film. It wasn't just to me, he sent it to other friends of his. And because of lockdown and stuff, we can't put it on in the cinema like we wanted to do. But luckily, it's going to be on Sky Arts. But we want people to know about it. And just by chance, he sent it to me. And I thought, I'm going to ask Paul if we can get Stuart Lee to, to talk to us about it. I bumped into Stuart Lee over email and I said, Are you free this evening? He said, I pig in Anne Barbara. So he's going to talk to us now about this film. And then after you've heard him talking about it, I'm going to say to you again, it's absolutely piggy brilliant. I'm glad it's on Sky Arts. Anyway, it is a work of art. So, he's yeah. here now. Thank you, Stuart. I was just about, Stuart, to read out the email that you sent me today that I responded to pronto because I was very interested in it. So this was the email you sent. Dear friends, relations and co-workers, this is the film Michael Cumming and I spent two years making for nothing before lockdown one. We were gonna tour it round cinemas, but couldn't. Sky Arts are showing it free to air on February the 6th at nine, it's a labor of love and I think a lovely film. Please post this anywhere you can, Stu, and I looked down and I saw that it's King Rocker, a film about Robert Lloyd and the Nightingales and it premieres on February the 6th on Sky Arts and I thought, I am pigging interested in this.
0: (laughs) well yeah I thought you might be I mean you know you must know a lot of the people in it
1: absolutely now there's a fellow yeah. in one of the pictures Ron Collins and I don't know whether you know him, but I went out with Ron Collins for a bit it was one of them did films what yes I did love see it's yeah. one of them films when you sort of go <laughs> picking net it and I'll tell you what I really love the eating of curry in it
0: yeah, there's a lot of eating and drinking, and but that's one of the sad things about it. Well, it's partly because if you know Rob, he's not he um, he's very good company, but he doesn't like to give anything away about himself. He's a very modest man as well, yeah, yeah. and so you, you couldn't really interview him. You had to just sort of be out and about with him um, and try and uh, get his stories out of him as as incidental uh incidental to having a drink with him or a f- meal with him and so one half the film I'm eating curry, another half of it I'm eating grey peas in a <laughs> Wolverhampton pub. It looks like and you can see by the end of it I'm about twenty stone. because so I've just been <laughs> I've just been like having to eat and drink with him to try and get his stories out of him. You know?
1: yeah, I wish you piggy it's so delightful you're making me laugh now. Do you know one of the things I say to Paul before you came on who records mm. all this What I really loved, I've only been able to watch half of it, but what I really loved about it is the laughing, the free laughter between you and Rob. And just people throwing their heads back and laughing at the most lovely things.
0: Well, you know what, its again, it's funny it landing now because... um, a lot of it is film of people talking out and about in mm. pubs and Indian restaurants and stuff, mm. or being in gigs packed into little rooms, mm. and um, and then another a lot of it. I mean, you may not have got to it yet, but a lot of it's also out on the hills around Shropshire, where he lives. That, and yeah. so there's all sorts of places that we don't experience at the moment, and um, and also. Uh, I mean, I watched a BBC Four documentary about Ronnie Scott, the saxophonist, the other night, and that Mm -hmm. is not unlike Rob's story. He's a person who was a musician who chased his dreams, but it doesn't end well. Whereas Rob's story has a bit of a dip in the middle, missing 10 years, but then by the end, he's back with that group, and they're doing stuff as good as they did 40 odd years ago, and he seems in a very happy and comfortable place. So it is a sort of a, it's a nice film to land at the moment, because it is a feel-good film.
1: It's absolutely a feel-good film. And honestly, I had a smile over my face all the way, absolutely all the way through from the beginning when you go in, saying that New Street Station and you're always coming out that like because of to, to fill in the spot the ball thing or to deliver yeah. the spot the ball thing for you. Lots of people for won't know gran. what spot the ball is. Explain where it is, love.
0: Well, spot the ball. <laughs> was in the Evening Mail, wasn't it, Barbara, yeah. which was which was, and still is a journal of record for the Midlands region. And my gran would do it every week and he had to put crosses on a picture of some football and guess where the ball was. But my gran sort of was so keen to win it, she didn't really trust it to be posted. <laughs> so she would take it would go on the bus up the Stratford Road over that flyover. You remember yeah. that flyover that was there by Digbeth for years? Yeah. And then we would walk through... Paradise Circus and all around there to the Birmingham Mail Building and put it in and that is where the Kong, the King Kong statue was. There was a King Kong statue there and I thought it was there for my whole childhood, for years and years because it made such a profound impression on me. But it was actually only there for six months because people of Birmingham hated it and sent it off, got rid of it, wouldn't have it. and Because um, they never recognised, Birmingham people never recognised the genius of their native people, you know. So, But it was... Um, but I found it, it had only been there a, a short while, but now that statue which was rejected by Birmingham is the subject of a lot of study. The Henry Moore Institute had it up in Leeds and um, <laughs> so it seemed to be a good way of telling the story of the forgotten punk band of Birmingham as well. Something that's due a critical rehabilitation in the same way as the King Kong Absolutely. <laughs> statue. I- has been
1: well. A lot of people would be interested in that King Kong. I'm amazed. It was only there yeah. for six months. It, it, I know. Bigger, it's bigger, bigger in, in your memory, lives. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it was. It was moved down the um, Stratford Road to by the church by the roundabout that's there now. Yeah. And then it also went to a car dealership in um, Ladypool Road for a bit. And and that it's actually, it's actually in the back of a shot of Gangsters. Do you remember the uh, the oh, the, the, yeah. the, cop, the surreal cop series set in Birmingham? But we couldn't afford to clear that shot. And then after we'd laid the film off, we laid it off a year ago, but it also turned up in a documentary about Victoria Wood recently, um, who wrote, wrote a, a little student film about it, which I'd never come across. And it was on BBC One over Christmas, it's a little three minute thing she did about the, she wrote a sad song about the King Kong statue.
1: Well, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will be thinking, "Piggy, net, we remember it." And you do yeah. get a lot of. I won't give the story away about King Kong, but you do find out yeah. about where it went. But honestly, well, it, it's has worth a, it has a below. very
0: happy ending. The, the the King Kong is in a much better place now, and I know there's a grassroots campaign to return it to Birmingham. But if you watch the film and you see where it is now, it would be very unfair to do that.
1: Which is a nice thing a... again. You said a happy ending this film is, isn't it? Yeah. Every... That's yeah. good, Darren. For
0: everyone. Yeah. For
1: everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i tell you another thing I really liked about it was when you've got them people telling stories when Frank Skinner's there and all that. Yeah. And then people saying, I have no memory of that. I love yeah. that.
0: Well, i love that the idea to... that
1: we tell stories but nobody really you, you've been telling them for years and the person it was about because yeah. it never happened
0: it never happens yeah i mean that happens to it, doesn't it? you get older and, and um also a lot of documentaries seem to sort of try and get to certainties and we realized mm. really early on that a lot of this is a long time ago now and people can't quite place it but luckily because we had no money to make it and it was just mm. me and michael coming when a story came up that contradicts another one we could throw something together and get in the car and go and interview that person mm. and I, I like the fact that a lot of the things in it are uncertain we're not really sure who to believe <laughs> what? and i mean there's a good cu- a cut there where rob lloyd is trying to say he wasn't sure whether frank skinner was in the prefix or not and then it mm-hmm. cuts to frank who's very certain that he did five <laughs> rehearsals and he wrote this particular song and and uh and yet, Rob doesn't remember it. So it's, I love that Frank. Frank was brilliant in it. Actually, he um he did one interview for us, and he said he said something so profound and wise that oh. it became a little access axis, axis that the film turned on. Frank said that he felt like a lot of mainstream people would like the respect of a cult artist, and a lot of cult artists would like the success of a mainstream act, and that just seemed to sum the whole thing up really. And he he really. I I don't, I, it was very generous of him to say that and it was very wise of him and he seemed to intuit a way that the film could go and he just gave us that sentence really perfectly, you
1: know. How oh, lovely. Of course, I, I I went out with him for a bit and so no, all, you know, anyway. Did
0: you? Well, it really? Was... How, so out with Really? <laughs> I didn't, didn't actually
1: you didn't go out, but with... I was nearly dead with him, nearly
0: did. Did you go on a date with him?
1: I was in a play with him.
0: Were you? What, what very... play was it?
1: It was called The National Health, and it was oh. on Aston University in the Triangle Arts Centre.
0: Centre, yeah, yeah. Wow. So and, it was very, anyway, Rob...
1: the other thing that I was very yeah. interested in, where's the other thing? I love this phrase that you had about working class bohemians, and how yeah. that was going on a lot at that time, and then they've been forgotten. What great, the music's brilliant. Now, honestly, people listen to but you must watch this thing. Because as soon as the music's on, you're going for it, aren't you? Get if you're
0: going. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I, what, what I felt is that in the 80s, and I started stand-up towards the end of the 80s, there was a kind of a, um, a freedom created by squats, cheap housing, benefits, enterprise allowance scheme. Yeah. And if you'd been to college, you weren't 30 grand in debt. And, and um, if, you were, if you were going to try and get a job, uh, then it might you might um, be make a bit, but you could do other stuff on the side. You weren't going to be an intern working for nothing, yeah. for some company or or on minimum wage or zero hours or whatever. And it did, for the after the punk era in the 80s, it did seem to create 10 years where really good music and really good comedy got going because there was a way of surviving between the cracks. And Rob from yeah. The Nightingales has somehow carried on being able to live like that. Um, he grows all his own food. He, he uh, is a semi-professional gambler on the horses, uh, and he's actually hugely respected by um, the guy who runs the jockey club, who doesn't really understand where Rob. <laughs> well, he spends all day in the pub reading the, the racing papers, and he's got a system based around different coloured felt tips that enables him to, you know, work it all out. But he he sort of somehow managed to carry on living between those cracks when a lot of people got priced out of it, or the the sort of systems they had to get by disappeared.
1: It's joyful to see, I don't there's something so special about it. And I keep quoting from bits. I liked it when he said something about, you know, I've always been interested in things like Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle pepper. Things are a bit difficult. And it made me think of a thing that I I wrote this, um, like a tongue twister. There isn't a river in Whittle, but with a river, Whittle will be perfect. It's quite hard to say.
0: That is hard, yeah. Well, what Rob would do is he would. No, I'm not going to have a go. I'll mess it up. You know what, Janice? (laughs) It's Friday night, so I've got a glass of um, Sainsbury's blush rosé on the go here.
1: So listen, already, it's not even six
0: o'clock. No, I know. I've been
1: knitting the gin. I'm afraid. (laughs) <laughs> so it took you such a long how long did it take you to make it and in that email that you've been sending around you said you know you made it for that na- you know no money behind it that's unbelievable because the quality of well, it is superb
0: we me and uh, we we started in um we started in September 2019 and we finished it in um finished the edit in about March 2020 so it's about 18 months actually on and off right. and then about a bit of prep before. We, we paid for it mainly but we, ha- we did a bit of crowdfunding mm-hmm. and then me and Michael did three shows where I did work in progress stand-up and he showed a documentary that he'd made about Brassai, the Chris Morris program that he directed and about oh, 600 right. people came to each one and we put that money into it and we used the money to pay on days where we needed a crew. Uh, We we paid the camera crew and whatever, and um, there was there was such goodwill towards the group and the project um, that uh, people were really keen to get involved, and you know. But the thing was, we would have we would have made it back by doing. We were going to do a little tour of art cinemas and do a little talk at it, uh, but obviously, like so many things in the last year, that's fallen apart. And um, yeah, yeah, everything's changed. But Sky Arts has suddenly. Got a much wider sort of programming for arts, it's free to air now. And I never would have thought that would be the place it would end up, but they were interested in it, so it's on on the uh 6th of February at nine o'clock. And um, Which, I'm really looking forward to see what people think of it.
1: And I'm going to tell everybody that's listening to this to watch it, and I think it's a good place for it on Sky Arts.
0: Yeah, well, and
1: you I know, watched it's it, it on Sky Arts the other day, and I was thinking, oh, I'm loving this, and like you say, it's well, great. It, it's,
0: yeah, it's sort of doing what they said BBC Four was going to do, you know. Yeah. And, but uh, it's di- more difficult for them, um, you know. The the crumb from Sky's table that they put towards the arts is a feast compared to what the BBC have got to spend on it, unfortunately. So, you know. Mm. But they had a really good documentary about Ivor Cutler, the Scottish show. Um, I watched poet. it. Yeah, I've done it all right, sorts of. Yeah, done all sorts of weird stuff. So it's a, it is a good place for it. Yeah.
1: And those are people like Rob and Ivor Cutler and people like that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're different and it people, like you said, there's so much goodwill. So yeah. you'll have loads of people doing what I've done and you're saying, you know, anybody well, fancy mentioning this? You, of course we pig in well. I know. Because yeah, well, loads
0: of, of the Yeah, loads of people have come out of woodwork afterwards that we didn't know about that, um, You know, really, really uh, had a lot of goodwill towards him. But, I mean, you you were in the Everreddies around then, weren't you? Yeah,
1: Evereadies and. And what was the other? What was the other group? The Surprises.
0: The Surprises, yeah, and one of them ended up in the Nightingales, didn't he? Is it Eddie Eddie Nestor or was Uh, it? Yeah,
1: John Nestor played. John Nestor, yeah. And that house in Mary Street, I've been in there loads of times in the Eagle. Oh really? In and out of the Eagle.
0: Opposite that pub.
1: Yeah. So that house in Mary Street. Um. He was always in there.
0: And I th- I think there's a bit of I think there's a bit of footage of John Nestor, isn't there, in in, in it playing on a fl- the back of a flatbed truck in Birmingham, in Germany.
1: Have oh, right, you
0: not got okay. to that bit yet? But he he turns up in it. He was in about the third lineup, I think, wasn't he on the And I know third
1: Appley. Album. You know, there was by a by yeah how lovely i yeah. I'm so grateful actually I'm very grateful that these things that happened that everybody knew were good you've gone we're remembering we're remembering this and we're finding out about it. Is there anything else that's on your list of going that was good that was and I want other people to know about it anything else on your list
0: there's there's lots of things, but the thing about this was that um that when it was rob's robbed idea about ten years ago, Rob said to me. Do you think you there should be? Do you think you could make a film about the Nightingales? Because mm-hmm. he'd seen this film about Anvil, this heavy metal band that was sort of mm-hmm. forgotten about, and he thought the he 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 had this idea that the Nightingales were a failure and that it would be funny because of that. I went, well, you're not a failure because the music is brilliant, was brilliant, and still is great. So you're only a failure in as much as no one's heard of you. But that's not that's only that's a weird that's a particular definition of success, isn't it? That's about. Recognition—it's not the same as has the work being good. So, but I also thought there'd be a good story because um, Rob's story is good, and it's got it's got a sad bit in the middle where no one knows what he was doing for about fifteen years, yeah. you know, and then he clawed it back. And um, so, it's got a shape of a good story to it, and also he's a good character. And there's so many interesting characters in the periphery of the Nightingales, like Ted Chippington, for example, yeah. the, the stand-up yeah. who. Was the person that made me want to be a, a stand-up because right. not not to do what he does, but just that he was so different to anything else that I thought, oh, you could do anything with stand-up. You know, you could be whatever you like, and uh, and also having grown up in the area, I, I felt like um, but Birmingham's never puts itself on the map, does it? Do you know what no, I mean? Like, if not, you think yeah. of the same period of Liverpool or Manchester. Mm-hmm. They really sold themselves and they walk the walk and they talk the talk. Mm. Whereas the reason people trust Brummies, it's the most trusted accent, isn't it? It's because you don't feel you're being tricked or everyone's very modest and no one's in your face, you know. And yeah. the sad thing about that is it means that lots of great things about the city get overlooked. So it's nice to be able to put something back, I think. Yeah. yeah
1: and you really properly have and i'm honestly i li- have a watch of it it's it's delightful i think it's going to be award-winning because because oh, really? i do honestly because oh. the way that you're kind of doing the interviews because like you're saying because rob's quite shy and so you've yeah. got to sort of get him in a pub or game having a bindaloo or something like that yeah it's very charming oh okay. yeah
0: it's punishing it's punishing on the on your health <laughs> <side>. <laughs> having to live <laughs> Having to live as he lives. That said, though, he's he's got his garden. You know, you'll get to that in the back end of the film. He grows all his own veg with his wife, Julie, uh, yeah, yeah. and they cook it up every day. And he's got a chart on the wall of all different kinds of uh, peppers and things from all around the world, which he works off. <laughs> so he's sort of a, a mixture of this hard-drinking pub punk bloke and also this kind of the man living a sort of Richard Bryer's style <laughs> Good life in the Shropshire countryside, you know. I
1: think that was uh, always part of the appeal, wasn't it? He? he was such an yeah. interesting fella and, yeah, I remember. Did you did
0: you play um, Barbarellas when you were in bands well, at that time? Well, I'm trying
1: to think whether we did or not. I, I, I can't, I can't I, I, to be honest with you, I can't remember. I could make some stories up, but I can't pick and remember. But they I say do properly remember, you remember seeing then. Ted Chippington somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. In a
1: in a club and I think it could have been Barbarella's and I think there was supporting Fuzzbox and I can properly remember doing a gig a couple of gigs with Night Girls. One on the, in Small Heath Park and yeah. being sort of amazed by them really and then another one in Coventry where right. I was properly amazed by Rob's performance because he was kind of rolling along on the on the The stage on his back, and I don't think, I don't think I'd ever seen anybody do anything like that.
0: Yeah, and I think I was
1: very inspired by him actually.
0: Right. Did you ever see Shock Treatment, the early John Taylor from Duran Duran group, or any of them? No, because it's you know it's weird putting it all together because there's there's so many people from that time that are some of whom are massive household names now, and um. If you get, you know, the the, uh, Swordfish Records is still there, moved now. It's by uh, the road that goes down to where the old triangle was, you know, and um, they've got this cabinet there full of photos from the 70s. It's absolutely Uh, fascinating. I mean, it ought to be in a museum, but that's another thing. Birmingham's not good at celebrating its musical heritage. If you had a Led Zeppelin Black Sabbath museum, you'd get tourists from all over the world, you know. Well, they had one, you
1: know. They had to have I know the for rock a of a thing, yeah, and then yeah. But, but again, the city council didn't want to put any money into it. A bit like yeah, getting rid of them. I know. <laughs> yeah. They I got mean, rid like, of me.
0: <laughs> that's all Americans know about Birmingham is oh. Black Sabbath, and you know, massive. Anyway. Well, uh, listen, have you seen you've... that? Have you seen that paint that picture uh, that um, Cold oh. War Steve's done? Have you seen the yeah. new one with the Kung Kong in it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Good, all it? right,
1: but I, I'm i not. I'm not in it. And a friend of mine put me in it to do a version of it with me
0: in you it. Could just... I,
1: And I said to my son, I said, "Right, you know, I, but, but uh, I call him Cold Water Steve. I'm not Cold Water Steve. But anyway, yeah. I said Cold Water Steve's made this thing, and I'm not in it. But a friend of mine's done this, and my son went, 'Mum, well, you cannot.' Well, Rob wasn't in
0: there. it at first but then there's a second version where he he's been put in i think it's cuz this film was coming out i think they thought oh we missed missed one but yeah it was um it's has got the king kong in it though
1: that's got, got the, the King, King Kong, Kong in it. Yeah, we should, yeah. Are you in it, And
0: love? I am. I'm standing next to Rob. He's clipped in a little picture of me and Rob, but I, I know that I wasn't in the first version. Because oh, like right. any minor celebrity from Birmingham, I went, oh, I bet I'm in that. And then you're not. No, <laughs> you're I really know. disappointed. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> I,
1: well, I am. But I was picking disappointed. Somebody said, well, was Barbara nice at the time? Was she on the ramp going yeah. into New Look?
0: Exactly. We win. We win. Mr. Egg eating like a king for a pound. And I
1: must have been or a I? queen, for one pound <laughs> yeah, or 20. a
0: queen. Yeah.
1: Oh, I am going to let you go. It's it's Friday night, and you're having you're having a glass of what? Thank you so honestly. Thanks I've ever so much i was so for thrilled when I watched uh, it. I, it's really
0: watch. nice to talk to you, and I really I I miss um, bumping into people. You know, I miss being around yeah. the, the comedy. You know. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Look. All the right. company but as Looking you said
1: yourself. yeah and you darling but it, it yeah. gives you company watching this watching this film eating yeah. out having a laugh going to gigs laughing. unbeatable thanks
0: a lot love. Right. see ya bye Take
1: care, darling. Ta-ra. okay so uh oh, right he's a really proper he's everything really isn't he? he's funny <laughs> he's clever he's caring he yep. knows what matters he he's a good lad uh, we need more people like Stuart Lee making mm-hmm. stuff. And I hope he makes other documentaries because his style's absolutely pig <laughs> pigging brilliant. It's a right treat. And it is on uh, February the 6th, so in a couple of days' time, at 9 o'clock. And don't think we haven't in Sky Arts. I haven't got Sky. We haven't got a pig in dish. Because <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought I couldn't watch Sky Arts. Yes. Uh, because you know I've got a dish. It's free to air. Yeah. And you, everybody can watch it. And mm-hmm. I saw, he was talking about that documentary about Ivor Cutler. That was picking brilliant. And I like, they're doing a lovely thing where they're doing um, looking for the uh, portrait artists of the year. Oh, yeah. You get fed up watching things like The Masked Singer. And honestly, I, I'm <laughs> finding in lockdown, I want to watch more arts programmes. Sure. Have you watched anything, Annika? Oh,
0: I have. They did a great documentary on Frank's guy, side bottom. Oh, um,
1: well, he's another one off.
0: Yeah exactly so that was last christmas i think but yes that was a great uh, it's worth watching if it's still on or repeated i will Uh, watch
1: that because there's something in the human spirit that likes one-offs we like mm -hmm. characters we don't want everything being the pig insane all the time and that's what if 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 we're ringing bells with you now you're listening Mm -hmm. When you hear words like one-offs, Frank Sidebottom, <laughs> Ivor Cutler, then please watch this film. It's called King Rocker. It's about Robert Lloyd and the Nightingales. It's on Sky Arts. February the sixth. This is premiere. I think it's award winning. It's charming. I tell you what. You feel like you've had a nice go out to a proper good curry place, an old fashioned one, you know, with a metal metal water jugs and stuff like that and the menu under the glass oh happy days so that's when it is sky arts nine o'clock february the sixth have a look at it and let us know what you think about it Ah, oh, i'm about to enjoy it. i'm gonna watch the second half now and i'm glad he says it uh, it ends happily i'm glad about that Ta-ra. thank you for listening to this brum radio podcast don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app